Welcome to Uncorked, another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. Today, I am joined by a very special man who I actually had the pleasure of meeting in the frozen food section of a local grocery store. Brad is the son of the founder of our favorite pie shop, the Savory Island Pie Company. And I noticed that Savory Island Pies were at this local grocery store, which I didn't know that they did. I thought they, you have to go to this pie shop in West Vancouver. I usually only stop there after a bike ride or if I've really earned a special treat. The lineup is usually out the door. These are the best pies you can get in the Vancouver area. And I, all of a sudden I see them at this grocery store and I stop Brad and say, oh my gosh, are you with Savory Island? To which he sheepishly says, well, yes, I hope so. Is this a good thing? <laughs> and he said, you know, we're just in this era where it's so easy to give negative feedback. And I thought, oh my word, this is so true. And it's so heartbreaking because if only everyone knew how much we loved the things we loved, then his reaction might have been different. And Brad, I just love your pies. So from the frozen food section to your sweet shop, I really, really appreciate you taking time to speak with us today. Welcome to Uncork. Steph, thank you. Thank you very much for the beautiful introduction. Well, it, our conversation continued in that frozen food aisle because I had to ask, where did you come from and how are you involved? To which you quickly told me that your mom was the founder and original baker. And I just think that this story is too wonderful to not share. And if you're in Vancouver and you know about Savory Island, then that's amazing. But for all of our listeners that aren't from Vancouver, it's truly a beautiful lesson in entrepreneurship and in female founders and in family business. And so, Brad, can you just tell us the story of growing up with a mom who was slaying pies? Yeah, it's a, it's a long story, so I'll be as short as I can here. My mom was, I guess, what you would call a single mom. I did have a father as well, but I spent half the time with my mother and half the time with my father. And my mother always, always says that she created Savory Island Pie Company, the bakery, out of necessity. It's one of her uh, favorite things to say. And it's absolutely true. We were very poor growing up with my mom. We moved from North Vancouver, eventually to Bowen Island. And we actually lived in what is now the museum on Bowen Island, right in the cove. I was a young teenager and had a blast at that location, downtown Bowen Island. But we were in um, one of the Union Steamship cabins, which was actually um, government housing. Yeah, we, my mom had no money, and uh, I could go on and on about that. But out of necessity, she started uh, baking pies in our little cabin, our little pink cabin, which is now the museum. And she sold some of her product out of a bakery on Bowen Island. And then she sold some of, she started selling her cinnamon buns up Cypress Mountain. I remember it was great as a young kid. She got me a season's pass and a beautiful <laughs> Gore-Tex jacket, which I love. The Cypress Mountain and she sold her products there. I remember songs in West Vancouver uh, in Dunderave carried her product and she eventually 
was working underneath capers and underneath. That's another long story, but her boyfriend at the time built out a beautiful bakery underneath capers. And as soon as the buildup was complete, she was uh, kicked out of capers. I remember going on strike and uh, standing on a windowsill. I must have been 16 or 17 years old and trying to prevent the muffins my mom was standing in front of the <laughs> i was my job was to stand on about a three inch ledge up in the air and stop the muffins from being handed out of the window up to capers gosh yeah and it goes on and on and on she i'm going to interrupt you just so people understand capers was actually then bought by whole foods and stongs is a very specialty independently owned grocery store so you went from this small island off the coast of Vancouver, known as Bowen Island, and yeah. then into a mountain town, and then to a couple of very specialty grocery stores that continue to thrive today. And for context, we are talking 35 years ago that all of this was taking place, yeah. which is pretty phenomenal. So there you are, stopping the muffins from getting handed out of the basement of this specialty now known as Whole Foods grocery store. Yeah, and a little bit, um, a little aside, I just remembered before that she was at a place called the Black Cat on um, Marine Drive, sort of halfway to Horseshoe Bay. And I remember she, she would sleep in the location where she would, she would wholesale out of this location. And I remember my dad didn't live far from there. And of course, they were separated, divorced. And uh, my buddy and I would have dinner with my dad. And then without him knowing, we'd sneak a plate of food out. And uh, go down to the bakery where, where my mom slept after working all, all day. She'd sleep on uh, on the freezer, I believe. Oh and, my gosh. Uh, we'd bring her the food from her ex-husband uh, <laughs> to feed her. And yeah, that's sort of a yeah, little aside there. But um, Brad, this is phenomenal. It just puts really into perspective the the power of being a woman who is just call it necessity. I mean, she went for it. She was baking pies and, and you were involved. It sounds like as a teenager even. And when was the point in time that she started a brick and mortar location, which we now know is a Savory Island pie company. So getting back to 30 years ago in that little location, black cat sort of halfway to horseshoe Bay, it was a little wholesale location. It just had, she set up her oven and uh, her bed, of course. What happened was I remember clearly people would start knocking on the door and asking to, you know, what are you doing? It smells great. And yeah. uh, they would want to buy product and we didn't really know what to do. We didn't have a till. We didn't have a POS. We didn't even know what a POS was back then. And uh, so we washed out or my mom washed out a five gallon pail, a honey pail. And that was our till. And I always, you know, 30, 35 years later, I kind of think back and uh, being an entrepreneur myself, maybe it's romantic, but I, I kind of believe that um, her profit mar margins were the greatest back then because she had this pail full of cash at the end of the <laughs> <laughs> um, So to your question, her bricks and mortar, she did... Uh, you know, it didn't take her long to get a bricks and mortar, and I'll get to that. But of course, with a bricks and mortar comes uh, high overhead and staffing issues. And I always look back up fondly and the, that honey bucket full of money and having um, <laughs> very few liabilities. Those were the good old days. And uh, and I'm afraid, you know, 35 years of uh, small to medium-sized business, it's hard work. So to your question, um, from there, with the success on the honey bucket, 
I remember uh, my mom always loved good, strong coffee. And I remember her very excited because she discovered being around the world back then. Mm. Apparently there was a butcher beside being around the world and the butcher went up for sale. And my mom said, I've got this great idea. We're going to, um, we're going to move beside the coffee shop and we're going to open up the wall because they've got the best coffee and we've got the best baked goods. And, uh, we did that or she, you know, she did that. So we opened up beside being around the world. We opened up the wall and it was a huge success. I, I, I was still very young. I was in high school, but I remember I was very involved, uh, working there a lot. And it was right away. It was an instant success. Their coffee was amazing. And our baked goods were amazing. And it kind of felt like, you know, in, in my small universe at the time that that was sort of one of the original bakery coffee shop places. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it, it worked well. Um, and unfortunately, our side of the story is, of course, um, it was successful. We basically got booted out of that location. Mm-hmm. My mom wasn't the easiest person to work with either. She's uh, she's um, very tenacious, hardworking, and um, a very strong-willed woman. And so she bought a Chinese restaurant right across the street in 1990, which is our current location. Yeah. So almost 20 years you've been at this location, and you're, I mean, I can vouch that you are blowing up at the seams because, like I said, the lineup is rarely short, and the tables are always full, and that's what makes it so wonderful, and I see people rolling pastry in the back, and and I mean, these are pies. This is not a simple act. I appreciated when we first met in January, we were coming off of holiday, and you were just fried, because how many pies were you making over the holiday season? Am I allowed to ask you that? Yeah, absolutely. And I can't tell you exactly how many pies. We're so we're so busy. I've got my two sister-in-laws and my wife and my family, my daughter and myself. And yeah, at, the, at that time of year, we're we're literally working 20, 20 hours in a row uh, for three or four, five days in a row. And it's uh, we sell a lot of pies. We have pies everywhere. And we want to keep them fresh. It's exhausting. Yeah. Okay. So let's just go with a lot of pies. Yes. And, and for people, <laughs> it's a lot of pies every week. And it's 20 hours a week of making pies over the holiday season so that families can have the best freshly baked West Vancouver pie possible. Now, this goes into a perfect tangent or perhaps next chapter, which is called family business. And I have the pleasure of being in family business with my brother. You have the pleasure of being in family business with both the generation above you and now the current generation as well as your offspring. It's very exciting and certainly not without its challenges. So I want to ask a very specific question and that is how do you create boundaries in your life around family and business or do you? Uh, Yeah, I haven't figured that one out yet. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're working on that, but I, uh, yeah, honestly, I haven't, I haven't figured it out. And uh, like you said, I agree. It's, it is tough working with family there's no doubt about it. However, I, I don't, I don't think I'd be doing this without my family. Mm. I couldn't, I don't think I, I would, without the support of family, I think it would be, um, I might not be here talking to you today. Wow. That's really special. So maybe the other side is what is the best part of working with family? Um, they don't charge me overtime. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for the truth? Yeah. 
they, and they um they absolutely treat it as their own business yeah. um, more so than me sometimes it's, right yeah it's amazing yeah that's super special is your mom still alive yeah she is she's alive and is she still involved in the business she's no longer involved in the business okay but does she still eat pies she still eats pies and I still bring her pies and bring her food and uh, get her recommendations and take her criticisms. And, wow. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to know if your mom ever thought that this would be the future of the little pie shop she started back in the day or do you talk about what her vision was or where she wishes for this business to go for you? Yes, I do. And I know this is what my mom wants. And I know this is what my mom would want. She, she would want it to carry on. She would want the business to carry on. It's very important for her. She dedicated uh, a good part of her life to the business and um, she would always want it to grow and expand. And my mom was a very, very hardworking a hardworking entrepreneur, very tenacious, woke up early every day, worked very hard. And she loves the entrepreneurial spirit. So she, yes, she would absolutely want to see the business carry on and, and of course, flourish and, uh, and grow and flourishing and growing are all the things that I'm, um, all the challenges I'm dealing with today. And we don't, we don't want to grow too quickly and lose what we have. Mm, so special. You never want to lose where you or forget where you've come from and lose what's made you special. And, and growth is challenging and it comes with growing pains. And they don't just say that for cliche purposes. So yeah, and I, I've been looking hard at five years and even more at opening a second location. I've, I've you know, crunched all the numbers. I've looked at uh, different parts of Vancouver. And uh, we are opening our second location and it's going to be in Tofino, hopefully this summer. And it just feels like a perfect fit because it's a little mm -hmm. bit kooky and it's a little bit um, <laughs> out, out there and magic and special. So absolutely. Yeah, I think we're, I think it's going to be good. Oh, totally. Tofino is very lucky to get you most definitely. Um, now speaking of Tofino and because we're passionate recruiters, this is always a perfect time to plug. Are you looking for anyone in Tofino when you open your doors? I am looking for people and I am looking for housing. <laughs> ah, yes. The big challenge in Tofino is housing. And, uh, but of course I'm looking, so yes, I'm looking for housing and I'm looking for storage and I'm looking for people. I'm quickly, I'm fortunate and I am starting to quickly um, network with the community, community in Tofino. I've got some potential candidates and um, we haven't interviewed them yet, but absolutely I would like, I would like to, I would like to hope that there are some local Tofitians mm -hmm. that would, you know, be interested in uh, working with us and absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. One of the, the beautiful things that I liked that you shared with me when we first met was the fact that the directions on your pie were written by your mother 35 years ago and are no longer relevant. And yet it seems so appropriate to keep them there. And that was to warm up the pie, to bake it for 10 minutes at 
220 degrees or something like that. And you said, don't do that. The pie won't, won't be heated. And, and I say this, I hope you know with all respect and a whole lot of love. And I know that as you grow, my wish for you is that you just never lose those instructions from your mom. <laughs> it's almost like they deserve to be on the pie box with parentheses around them that, you know, 35 years ago, this is how you shouldn't have warmed up a pie. But wouldn't you like to know what our founder thought about warming up a pie? Yeah. And on behalf of my mom, her, her and I would often fight about this back in the day. I really enjoy warm pie. <laughs> and my mom would always say the best way to treat a pie, her pies is to bring them back to life. Just bring them back to life. And that's the way she liked eating her pies. And I'm not saying she's wrong. I'm just saying that uh, the warming instructions could be a <laughs> I think it's so precious. It's so wonderful. You know, we miss out on the perspective of 35 years ago. You know, we want to know how our grandma used to make things. What's very special to me, my favorite cookie recipe is from my grandma. And I make these cookies constantly. I even made 1,200 of them for the Grand Fondo. I make them, <laughs> I make them in hopes that my girlfriend will love these cookies. And, and she tells me, no, I don't like these cookies. And I just think, but they're my grandma's recipe. Like, I can't change these cookies. <laughs> And anyway, so, you know, if it doesn't warm the pie, it's just mama's instructions. Who cares? <laughs> Eat the cold pie. That's what I think. <laughs> I hate to do this. We have to wrap. I'm going to end with two questions. My first question is, what is your favorite flavor of pie? Oh, that's interesting because, okay, that's a funny story. About eight or nine years ago, um, we were at my house with my family and my wife and my mom and <laughs> I was eating my wife's tent, which is a French recipe, an apple. It's an apple upside down pie with caramelization and a simple butter, French butter pastry. And my mom said, was at a dinner table with my wife and my two young daughters. And she said, uh, what are you doing eating your wife's pie and you won't eat mine? Oh, <laughs> so, uh, to answer your question, I, I don't, I'm not a big sweet person. <laughs> and I, I never really ate my mom's pies. Uh, but if I had to pick one, what would be my wife's tart tatin? And which is on our menu, by the way, now. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. And Brad, our favorite final question of every podcast is what is currently making your heart beat faster? Absolutely. The build out in Tofino. I have another business. I build gardens for a living. I'm blessed. I'm in, I'm in the business of gardens and pies in Vancouver. It's uh, yeah, it's very lucky. And I'm designing and building the restaurant myself. Now I've, you know, I've been involved with, my mom designed and built her restaurant herself. I've been involved in all those uh, design ideas my whole life. And I've also, um, have, I have my own business designing and building. So absolutely the building of the, it's a waterfront location in Tofino, Bald Eagles, Wolves, um, you name it, it's Tofino. And I am currently fortunate to be building a beautiful space. And it's very exciting to me. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I will look forward to op the opening of that restaurant in Tofino. And until then, I 
will be without a doubt purchasing your pies at local grocery stores and in West Vancouver. And I really just appreciate your time in sharing the untold stories of our, you know, family run businesses. I was recently at an event here in Vancouver where one of the governors from Ottawa had come to speak about business and economic growth of entrepreneurs in Canada. And one stat she shared that was phenomenal to me was that 99% of companies in Canada are small businesses and 13% of them are female founders. So your mom makes up a very special and a very small group. And yet on the flip side, we're all part of a really beautiful 99% that is called small business. And so I'm, I'm glad you feel so lucky because we are the lucky ones that get to reap the rewards of, of what you've devoted your life to. Thank you. Steph. I wish you the best. Good luck.